Welcome to the Reckoning Podcast, where we stoke a campfire, gather around, and have real-life conversations with old friends, new friends, professionals, and just shoot the shit. Reckoning all things from hunting, outdoors, beauty, entrepreneurship, relationships, life, and more. It's all just a reckoning. On this week's episode, I am joined by Kelly. Kelly is the founder of Ping Adventures, where she is currently hosting hikes in Ireland for mainly the female base. Kelly and I got to shoot the shit. I was totally intrigued. Yes, shoot the shit. Well, she was in Ireland and I was in Utah and I got to really get to know who was behind Ping Adventures and how it got started. We talk about how she grew up in Illinois and how she was introduced to nature and then also how it led for her to get her degree into environmental science and natural resources, which then gave her an opportunity for researching gig in Sierra Nevada mountains of California and how from there, I believe from there, she did a hundred mile ish hike through the mountains and how that planted a little seed. She pursued a career in environmental education at Yosemite National Park. I mean, she is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to environment. She had my interest completely peaked. (laughs) No pun intended, sorry. She then talks about how she was a teacher and how she worked in Oakland, California, what that was like with her inspiring students, and being a primary school teacher in the outdoor school. We discuss introducing kids to the outdoors and moms in the outdoors. Learn how Kelly ended up in Ireland and how Ping Adventures began, plus tips for your next hikes. It's really cool that like you and I were able to connect through something like Instagram as much as sometimes I hate Instagram and everybody knows this. It is really cool to be able to connect with like-minded people, you know, when it comes to the outdoors. And right now, are you in Ireland? I am. Yeah, you are. I'm in, I'm in Galway, Ireland right now. Oh, that's so incredible. That's one of my dream places to come and visit. So when I saw that you were well, there, I was like, look, one more thing that's getting me closer to my manifestation. Yeah. Come anytime. We have oh, a guest bedroom. Perfect. I'm going to have to take you up on that. Yeah, so if totally Kelly, should. if you and I were like sitting around the campfire, one day we will. Yeah. What yeah. would it be? What would be like your go to that you'd be sipping on or snacking on? The first one I'd say, I'd actually say I'd go for like kettle chips and tonic water. I used to be a big drinker, but I quit drinking because my body couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle it. And so it'd either be like kettle chips and tonic water, or it would be if someone made some kind of homemade uh, dessert thing and a nice cup of coffee. I've not oh, gone yes. down. I have tea occasion. I have some tea here, but I'm still pretty avid coffee drinker. So oh, that's probably same, my go-to. Same. I'm the yeah. same way. I was drinking coffee last weekend at the camp. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, it's so good. I wake up the morning. Like, it's like I'm pre-dreaming about having a cup of coffee. <laughs> I'm the same way. I'll set it in the morning or like the evening. I'll set it. And I'm like, I can't wait to see you in the morning. Yeah. Same way. No, like I'll be back for you. I'll be back for you later. (laughs) Uh I'll see you in the morning. Exactly. So I was kind of going through and getting an idea of who Kelly is and who Ping Adventure is. 
And I was super interested to see that you grew up in California, from what I understand, San Diego, or you were born in San Diego? I was born in San Diego, and I lived there until I was about six or seven. And then we actually moved to Arizona. And then we moved just outside of San Francisco. And then we moved back to Chicago. And everyone goes, oh, your dad was like an army dude or something. And said, no, he was just in marketing. So I'm not sure why exactly. But I think when we were younger, they just kind of wanted to go and explore some new places. And then my whole extended family that is a big, huge family of like I have 60 cousins is in Chicagoland area. So we moved back there when I was in fifth grade. And then I was there and then then I then I went to college in Illinois and I think then it was just like I was like okay now I'm done here now I need to move so most of my adult life I lived in California. Do you remember your first outdoor experience? I think it has to be on Mission Beach in uh, San Diego and going boogie boarding all day and our friends had a t-shirt shop and going up to this t-shirt shop and get in, uh, then we went and got pita bread with cucumbers and tzatziki sauce. And then we went down to the beach again. And then we had this big campfire. And all along the beach, when I was growing up, you could have, I don't know if you still can, but you could have a campfire on the beach and stay there, stay there all night. And I still remember that being like, we do that over, like most weekends. And it kind of really solidified this memory of being kind of just in nature in a wild place and kind of socializing and enjoying that natural place. And I don't know, I definitely have a love for the ocean and the beach now. <laughs> yes. As oh. a girl that's grown up <laughs> in Utah, yeah. <laughs> when anytime anybody mentions the beach, I'm like, Oh, that just sounds so magical to me. Cause that's not something I get experience all the time, Yeah, yeah. but I do get the concept of because now it's summertime here and it's so fun. Same thing, like you can't do as many bonfires as you used to, but going yeah. to the lake and gathering around with everybody yeah. and there's nothing just like hanging out by the water at night with the fire going. And and when it's warm, like it's oh. still warm at nighttime. I miss that. Yes. Ireland, That's that doesn't usually happen in Ireland, but being like warm and it's evening and it's nighttime and you're like I can still be be outside right now it's great yeah you don't get that in Ireland huh not so much not too much no maybe like once maybe once every two years oh really (laughs) (laughs) so you really enjoy it when it happens when (laughs) oh yeah you're like oh my god yeah totally (laughs) So what took you from being on the beach and having that moment and then you are in Illinois? Were you still having a lot of those outdoor experiences after you moved to Illinois? I'd say so, but definitely not with as like my family wasn't big campers. Like it wasn't like, oh, yeah, let's go outside and do this. And actually, my older brother is very, uh, I'd say not outdoorsy. (laughs) But my sister and my younger brother and I somehow, I know my mom loves to garden. So I don't know if it was just such the interest that she had in plants that got us interested. But Mm -hmm. I remember doing a paper in 
fifth grade on deforestation and I was so moved by it. I'm like, oh my God, like we have to do something for the environment. And ever since then, I just had a huge interest in protecting the environment and caring for the environment and really exploring it at that stage of then by that stage, I was kind of getting up into high school mm-hmm. and could find my own places to go. I went on some, uh, I forget what it was called, but I think it's still around SCA, that student conservation core to okay. go. And I just, you know, you could pick all these places. I of course got Indiana. I'm hmm. like, okay, I'll take <laughs> Indiana. Great. <laughs> but then I did see there was like, even in Indiana, there was mm-hmm. this cool lake and there was these cool cypress trees and we lived out in a tent and I was just, I'm like, ah, oh, this is just, I just thought it was so cool and so wild, almost like a rebellion against everything that is just kind of typical mainstream kind of suburbia that you're like, oh yeah, everything is just, you know, in its place. I'm like, actually, I want to go somewhere where places are a little more wild I suppose yeah definitely yeah Yeah. and it didn't really that was like my beginning exposure but I kind of felt like there was always something more Mm -hmm. so it's almost like manifest destiny there's something more out west that like I gotta go to so it there was always a draw and then I always had an interest in kind of studying the environment so learning you know taking courses on on the environment like botany and dendrology and learning specific things and it really just kind of fascinated me and Mm -hmm. so it really held my interest and I think I wrote it in something that I said like I was lucky you know kids and people always say oh I never know what I want to be like I I don't know what to study in college but I feel like since the fifth grade I was like oh I want to study I want to study the environment and that like took me through college where it did not it didn't waver from that at all i always i never lost interest i guess yeah the not many people can say that at all yeah. i feel like i know i'm always like oh i feel for you that you don't know what you're going to say and a lot of people here take like a transition year take like a break year because they want to figure out what they want to do before college and I'm like, I can be, I can be compassionate towards that, but I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. Cause I always had like something in me. I'm like, oh, this is definitely something I want to know more about. And I never, and there was always something, a curiosity that could lead you. It's endless. Like the things that you can really learn about it, I'd say. So, mm-hmm. so when you decide you are so blessed in that fact, when you decided <laughs> that's what you wanted to do, or is it just kind of a natural flow into going into college and what you were going to study? Or were you kind of thinking, this is what I want to do and this is where I need to get to get there? No, it was more like I knew I wanted to study the environment. I did not know like what I, what job I wanted to be. <laughs> So I'm like, oh, I love taking a class about this and about that and eventually put together like it was within the major, but I never was like, oh, I want to do this specific occupation with my degree. It was kind of like, I want to do this. I wonder, I want to study this. I wonder what jobs that might lead to. And then when I just happened to get a job uh, you can apply online to millions of jobs with the 
uh, USGS, the United States Geological Survey. And I applied for a bunch of them and it was just like for a research job, but it was out in the Sierra Nevadas. And I got a notice, like, I don't even think it was a person. They just emailed me like, oh, you've been accepted for this position on this research team. And I'm like, really? Okay. <laughs> like, all right. I had no idea. I drove. I said, okay, I got this job. And I, a friend of mine drove cross country, drove cross country in a uh, stick car. So I say that's where I learned to drive stick, but I really only learned like, to stay in fifth gear i didn't really just on the highway just going i'm like i actually don't know and where were this. you driving from from illinois illinois to california. To Nevada. okay yeah, oh california yeah, california side so it was like to fresno okay <laughs> wow that's quite the trip just the two of you just the two of us and i said like i he came out there. It was just like a friend. It wasn't even, I think it wasn't like even a super close friend or anything. He's like, I want to go to California. He's like, I'll take you. I'm like, great. Let's awesome. go. <laughs> let's go. In your stick shift car. Yeah, in your stick shift car that I don't actually know how to drive. I'm like, Fine, I'll try it. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's how you learn. You got it, right? I know. You just got to do it. That's mm -hmm. definitely, I think the best way, way to learn most things. How oh, to be yeah, on a podcast. Definitely. You just yeah, got to do it. You got to do it. You'll figure it out. And it's not so bad. Yeah, not totally. so bad. <laughs> you may be listening to the episode and hearing all these recommendations and getting started. And you're just thinking, where the hell do I start? I have it for you. We have on the reckoningpodcast.com a shop page. This shop page is isn't where our apparel is or anything. It is where you can shop our favorites, our recommendations from all of our guests over all the episodes. The best part is, is that you can shop exactly what you're looking for. If you're looking for outdoor things, it's there. Fitness and wellness, business suggestions, beauty and fashion, because we know we just don't like the outdoors, just the outdoors. You got to look cute sometimes while you do it. Or you're wanting to shop 50 to 70% off on hunting gear, from Stealth Cam, Vortex, Mystery Ranch, and more. All you have to do is go to the reckoningpodcast.com. And if you're on your mobile device, click those three little bars up in the right hand corner and that will drop down and you can click shop. And from there, you'll be able to search your way around and find exactly what you're looking for. When you got that, what did you have like something specific that you were going to be researching? Can you explain exactly yes. what it was you were going to be doing? We researched, we were in this, they called the tea kettle experimental forest. Anyone mm -hmm. ever listens to it would be like, shout out to the tea kettle experimental uh. forest. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a uh, study in old growth forests. So it was different kind of forest management techniques that were used in different sections in different kind of plots. So you had all these plots and you had to ID all these trees and then you had to survey it the actual work was pretty okay. boring but the hanging out with all these post-college people up in these tents in the middle of nowhere was fantastic <laughs> like this is so fun and it carried us through with that kind of it was just a seasonal job Mm -hmm. But uh, a couple of us, I think some of the some of the people were going on to different things, but there was a smaller crew that stayed on um, 
even longer and continue doing some work. Um, it kind of it kind of culminated with um, four of us going and saying, oh, we want to do this John Muir Trail. So we got all together and that was like such a foreign thing to me. I'd never like I'd never backpacked before in my life or even had any clue like what went into doing this. And then after we did that trail and it was just so stunning and like soul enriching and you just felt so vibrant and you think now like a lot of times in my day where I'm like, oh, the times like that I really remember are those like beautiful moments in the middle of nowhere when you're like seeing the sun go down, but you're mm-hmm. not heading home to get into your car because it's getting dark out. You're like, yeah, okay, like yes. darkness is coming and I'm going to embrace it and take it yeah. in. Yeah, totally. And I still remember summiting Mount Whitney and it was like, it was like a dawn summit and getting up really early. And I remember it being really hard because it was cold somehow some water got into my boot and it was like stepping into some ice i'm like oh like this this is great i love it yeah (laughs) but somehow somehow put my foot in there melting down some ice and making it to the top and i still had back when you had real photos had this photo with this cool, cool cloud, just with the sun coming up in it. And I was just like, oh, my God, like it's moments like these that like make you feel alive and appreciate, appreciate Mm -hmm. nature and the environment and everything that's around us. It really does. Yeah, I'd say I'd say you have a lot of that, those moments where you live. I do. I have so many of those moments and it's it's funny, I think, and maybe you can attest to this, no matter how many times you go, you don't stop having those moments of appreciation and just being like, I cannot not let my children or their children or other people, like, how can other people not experience this? I want to take care of what it is that we have. Yeah. And be be exploring this. It just blows my mind. I know. But it never ceases to amaze me. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, I'm so sick of seeing that beautiful sunset. Like, oh, I'm just over that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just don't think that people often even get to have that initial moment or something. Like, mm-hmm. if they don't see it, then I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't I don't know what it is. But I feel like if people are exposed to it more, mm-hmm. they'll embrace it more. Hopefully yeah. take, take better it care true. of the world. Yeah. Yeah. And pull back a little bit and be able to enjoy it when they realize they don't need to always be on the go and attached yeah. to something. I think that's a lot of it is people just aren't very good at being actually present. Yeah. Being detached. Yeah, I yeah totally. Where it comes I, in. Yeah, I think it's so nice too, even with kids that you feel... I don't know. I love the times that I get the most giggles and have the most fun is when I'm present with my kids and they're you know, you're not like, oh, I have to do this, but I'm really thinking about the other thing that I have to do. When you're kind of like going, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm just as much in this soccer game as you are. And that's when you're like, it's more like when you feel real. I think that you're not, you know, you're not just like living it to get just to get through it. Like just 
the hamster on the wheel type of thing. You're like, oh, oh, for sure. Stop. <laughs> well, yeah. I think too, is great for COVID. Like I think COVID kind of slowed that down for a lot of people to realize like, yeah. sure, I was taking the kids around to do all these little, I did, all these classes and stuff. And then COVID happened and they're like, not once did they ask like, where's all my classes that you were driving me around to? <laughs> I'm like, I guess I don't need to be driving you around to all these classes. That's what we've talked about that before is just, just like last week where I was having a conversation with someone about, they're not going to remember even like as parents, it's so easy to even get busy with housework. Totally. Housework. Yeah. They're not going to remember if there were dishes in the sink that day. No. They're going to remember you being at their games or playing with them or going on the damn vacation. And who cares if you come home and like the house isn't because I'm like, get the house clean before we leave. But like, yeah, yeah. They're not going to remember if it was clean when you get home. They're going to remember you going out with them. Yeah, but you, totally. do. you have to force yourself sometimes to just step back and see that. Definitely, because you're like, whoa, at least uh-huh. I am, because it could be, yes. I mean, you're thinking like, go, oh, yeah, this is, you get into it and you're like, oh, this could be a full-time job, just cleaning your house. Oh, my gosh, like, yeah. Every day, every <laughs> freaking like, day, and I feeding actually, them. <laughs> I don't want this as a full time job. No. Yeah, I know. Sometimes I'm like, I'm too cute for this. Why? I, I know. I have better. Th- I have better qualities. That exactly. <laughs> Agreed. Totally, no. Totally. Yep. And now totally. I've learned too. The little humans I'm raising. I'm raising them to be adults so they can have jobs too. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like this exactly. isn't, I'm not the only person that lives here. So get yeah. it together, people. <laughs> so true. So true. <laughs> Where you said that was your first hike. You would kind of yeah. come together with the group of people that you were doing the research with. Mm-hmm. Was it someone that like just one night they were like, we should go on a hike. And that's how it kind of came together. I think it is pretty it's like pretty renowned hike like it's part of the pacific crest trail and so if we were in that area like i'd definitely done like some weekend backpacking trips and gone to different areas but never had had like someone goes oh after we finish this we'll probably have just enough time before winter before it would be kind of uh, like there would be a lot of passes that would be tough to make and stuff got it and it said oh yeah well we, like could, we're here. we could do this and i was like oh yeah like let's do i was a little bit like oh if you know how to do it a little bit and you think yeah. we can do it then i'm in for sure that's i was curious if it was someone that like there was someone more experienced obviously yes. at the time Yes. And sure. I mean, there's tons of books and stuff on it, but there was mm-hmm. other people there that definitely were like, oh, yeah, like older researchers. Oh, I remember doing that back in the day. And they had their state, all their stories about it. And then you ended up meeting, meeting people that knew about it. But one guy that I knew, he was from California. I think he always kind of had it as a dream as well to go and do it. Mm. And so then you kind of researched it and it was, it's really pretty straightforward, except that you need to, you need to send, you send food in a bear canister to a drop in the middle of it, where then you're hiking in the trail. You're like, 
I don't know, 100 miles in and you come to this one spot where there is actually a lodge and it's really only just there for the food to be delivered. And then you find your your bear canister and find your food so that you can finish the rest of the hike because you wow. can carry all the food. So I would assume that's getting dropped by plane. No, I think there's, um, oh. there is, it's like the postal service. They bring oh, okay. it in by, well, that's how they used to do it. But okay. it is not a remote enough, like it was, I forget the name of a lodge, but it was like a tent lodge, like you could drive up to it. Okay, so we, when you came in from the trail, we walked in, but someone else somewhere, there was an access point where you could drive in and bring some wow. food. Yeah. But wow. the rest of it is like pretty, it's amazing how remote you felt in the middle of California. Like it's super, you know, populated, but in these, in this mountain range, like it's well protected. So you don't see much evidence of humans in the landscape, which is like, it's for some reason, it's like a very moving thing for me to think like there are still wild places where it's not as impacted by humans which it's difficult in Ireland. They don't have, there's, and a lot of Irish people talk about that there isn't, there's not really as much zoning regulation. So if you had some old land from, you know, your family from generations and generations, you could plop a house in the middle of the country and put it wherever you, you could put a house really anywhere because most of the land is privately owned. So you get to the top of a mountain here and you definitely see houses kind of, it's not like you see a big subdivision or something, but you see like little speckles of houses kind of everywhere. And you definitely see agricultural land where it is definitely looking a lot different than how it would naturally look on a hillside. But it's a but it's also, it's a small place. So it's like the size of Illinois. And so I think for a whole population, maybe that plays a role too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's got to be an interesting to probably first see coming from someone with a background like you as well. Yeah. That- it's, it's weird because everyone's like, oh, like it's so... Not that it's so wild here. I guess they would just use the word like it's more rural, like it's more agricultural, like it isn't as much of land being preserved of, I think of like national parks of being like, we're setting aside this land to preserve it and try and keep its natural ecosystem going. Here is kind of like, oh, we're setting, we're not setting it aside kind of like do what you want with it. There's a couple of national parks, but I think it's like 1% of the land is, is actual national parks here is kind of a new concept. Oh, and only, and only like 2% of the land is forested with like native forests. Wow. So that, I mean, that alone, like, I mean, it's kind of had a rough history of being like taken advantage of and having a lot of its resources kind of depleted. Mm. But uh, I think they're trying to get back a lot of native trees. But I say that too, it does have like a beautiful 
rugged coastline and yeah. like a lot of different different areas of vastness, but nothing like nothing like the mountain ranges that you're probably used like that you're used to seeing and that yeah. I'm used to seeing. Well, it just makes me kind of step back and realize, I mean, for me, it's so important here to yeah. preserve that. And in my mind, I'm thinking, yes, around the world too, but I forget that there's not things in place like that everywhere else, or it's new to yeah. some yeah. countries. Yeah. Or I think so. It's, it's a very interesting concept to kind of step back and check yourself. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's like, it's, it's a new concept, but here is so old. And yeah. the U.S. is so new, right? yet it's so big, like it's mm-hmm. so vast where it's like, oh, you could like do a really poor job on management in a few states or whatever. And then, oh, we'll kind of pick up, you know, we'll do a little bit better over here, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that first big hike, is that kind of yeah. what set everything into motion for you for wanting to do more hikes? Definitely. Definitely. That was it. Like that, that was like, that summer, I need to that do more. hike. I'm like, this is so cool. This is amazing. So then I got like, I got a similar job doing a similar kind of thing the following season in Sequoia National Park. And oh, wow. which is just another whole beautiful area that you could explore for your whole lifetime. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. And then I was, and then at that stage, I was like, oh, this doing this research. It felt kind of like a disconnect. It kind of felt like, you know, you have all these peer-reviewed papers and your information goes into journals and there's this small scientific community that actually reads them and I don't know if it ever really gets implemented. And so I kind of was like, oh, this, like, it was frustrating. Mm -hmm. And so then I said, oh, I'd like to do something that is more on the education side of things, something to try and connect with people and teach them more about the environment and teach them what they maybe could do to protect it and appreciate it. So mm-hmm. then I um, so then I started working for a, I worked for a nonprofit uh, called Olympic Park Institute. And that was actually in Washington, but it was, mm-hmm. all, it was also, there was kind of three, three institutes. There was Olympic Park Institute. And then there was one in the Bay I think it was in the Bay Area. I forget the name of it. But then there was Yosemite National Institute. And I really kind of did Olympic being like, oh, this could be an easy way to go to Yosemite. If I started working there, then I could kind of transfer to there. Little did I find out later that people are like, oh, it was way harder to start working at Olympic Park Institute. (laughs) I'm like, what? (laughs) How did I do that? I know. Yeah, I don't know. Wow. Uh, But I mean, mind you, Olympic National Park is stunning too. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't like, I, I, that was a learning experience and made me, I mean, love old temperate wild rainforest but so much so much more of them like oh my gosh but again it was a little bit rainy and I'm like (laughs) doing everything in the Sierra Nevadas was like so easy it was like oh it's another sunny bluebird day let's just let's just go out and do whatever we want (laughs) so meanwhile you're in the rainforest now totally I'm like okay let's get the gear going like here we go I mean are you living in tents at that point no, this had, this okay. had, uh, it had like school groups come and then yeah. they'd stay on site for a week. And then I would be 
their instructor for mm. doing stuff during the day and we had cabins and okay. the whole place it was a pretty cool place to work because it closed for three months in the winter because they're like oh it's just too dark it was really north so mm. they're like it just is too dark in the winter time to even do programming and it's cold and it's rainy and i'm like great i'll go do an adventure somewhere else for the winter no problem <laughs> yeah so i didn't mind that at all but then and finally then i did transfer to yosemite national institute okay and that was amazing then i worked there i worked there for a while and and i still i still love it like i moved to ireland because i said oh i fell in love i did college i did study abroad in galway that's how i met my partner oh. Okay. And then we were on again, off again. And then finally, um, then we were off for a while. Then in Yosemite, some stage we went to Thailand and then we were together. And then he wanted to go, goes, oh, we'll meet up in Thailand. So this is when I was in Yosemite. So mm -hmm. we went and we hung out there and did a bunch of cool stuff. And it was maybe for like three months. And then I'm like, I'm going back to Yosemite. I'm like, I said, oh, we're going to travel around. I'm like, three months seemed like a long time. Little yeah. did I know he's like, my his travel around was like, he traveled around with his brother for two more years. Oh, <laughs> wow. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> he was really traveling. He, he was really traveling. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, he's like, well, I thought we were going to travel. I'm like, what did we just do? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and I was I was way into Yosemite that I'm like it's way cooler <laughs> I just was enjoying my life there I'm like I don't want to leave it like this is a great like place I'm like oh I like staying at guest house are fine but there was way more going on in Yosemite where that I liked doing like mm -hmm. activities so uh, then I went back to that and I'm like oh yeah I'm gonna stay with this for a while and I did do that. It was like, it was amazing. And I always say I fell in love with him, but I don't know if you have two hearts, the other part of me fell in love with Yosemite or if you could yeah. fall in love with a place, like a person, a, a place, place and a job or something. Yeah. Like, my place would be Yosemite. My mm. person would be very like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what were you doing in Yosemite? It's doing a similar job of okay. an Olympic of doing environmental education. Oh, awesome. so school groups would come up and then you teach them for the week. And um, then some some kind of guiding stuff as well. And then some kind of different research stuff kind of you'd stumble into a couple of different different jobs. So um, all of them, all of them were pretty great. Um, yeah. And then at some stage, I kind of bought into like, oh, I need like a real job. So I did a master's online to in uh, education because I did really love teaching. I love teaching kids. I always love kids. I love teaching about the environment. I love teaching. I mean, my mom's a teacher. My aunts are teachers. My sister's teacher. My brother's teacher kind of like runs in our family, I think. Uh, and so I did that. I did that just online while living in Yosemite. And then I kind of finished the degree and I'm like, shit, I better, I guess I have, to, I guess I should try and become a teacher. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, so then I got a job actually of being 
an internship of teaching in Oakland, which could probably be a fur the farthest stretch from like, you know, a peaceful mountain setting. And the internship mm -hmm. they called it, I'm like, oh, it'll kind of be like a, you know, like a student teacher. But in Oakland, they're like, oh, if you're willing to do it, like class is yours. I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's go. Oakland, so, California or? Oakland, California. Okay. Yeah. 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 That is definitely a 180 yeah. from where. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh yeah. I'm like, cool. I'm like sort of urban-ish. <laughs> I've lived in California. It's fine. Yeah, yeah totally. And I mean, I actually do. I do actually love Oakland. I think it is kind of cool. It's like, I know it's like, it's way more edgy than like Berkeley. And I don't know, there's a little more color to it for sure. Um, I did. I thought I taught third grade in uh, Lafayette school. And it was, it was probably one of like the hardest years of my life. <laughs> where I'm like oh my gosh I'm just learning how to do this it's tough like that's a big transition it's just a in tough general. transition yeah yeah where I'm like okay I want to do this and I actually I love a good challenge so I'm like oh, I'm gonna rise up to this I'll do it but it was so like it was draining just because you'd see like there's so much oh, there's so much inequality, there's so much poverty, there's so many, like, kids that come from, like, such a troubled background, and they are suffering from it, and it's not their fault, and you don't actually see the system, like, working for them at all, and all the programs, like, you see kind of the breakdown of the educational system in the United States, and all the programs, there's an, oh, we're doing this, you know, for all of these kind of low-income areas, and you see how it is not actually, it's kind of like fixing a symptom, but in no way addressing the actual problem, and you yeah, see that, that day rough. in and day out, and you're just like, oh, it's, it's like if like, I could only, but I can't. Yeah, totally. There was so much, there was so much of that. And I only mm. remember, I know one, one, I mean, there was like a lot of like shining moments in it, but I always remember there was one, this little guy named Jamal and he has a sister that was a twin in the other third grade class. And his mom had all the same shitty stuff going on. Like she worked at this grocery store that was far away because they were in a food desert and as you know the grandma was there there was no guy in the picture and all of it seemed all of it seemed like the same scenarios that all these other families had that were struggling but something in those kids was just like magic like <laughs> he they call me they call me I my nickname growing up was uh was Wego like it was shortened for when Gronowitz Mm -hmm. And I go, oh, this will be easy for people to pronounce. But they called me Miss Wago. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'll go with Miss Whatever. Wago. There you go. And this kid every day, come in. He was so happy. He was just like glowing. And he's like, come on, Miss Wago. Let's, let's go. Let's do some multiplication. Like he was ready for it. And I'm like, I don't know, whatever. Is it, if you could just pick 
that little nugget like from that kid's life to be like whatever you're doing if we could just make you know take that and put it into like your next grant funding project whatever it is Mm. that I was like oh I never I never knew what that what that mom did or what that grandma did or what was the something special in their life that was keeping them going but I wish I wish all the kids had it had that Yeah. yeah for sure there's something i want to talk about you know those rare coveted moments where inspiration strikes and you have to just drop everything and do it right now for me these oftentimes happen in the shower and yes siri can hear you over the sound of a running shower we'll just mark that as things i've learned from my aha moments it's moments like these where your muse calls out and demands to be heard over the noise of everything else going on in your life, where I've found some of my most important concepts for my business. The only way I've been able to bring these ideas to you is by having a website to make it possible. It's where everything lives. The articles, the episodes, how to contact us, all the things. You got to direct people somewhere and you guessed it, it is a website. My friends, Jen and Jeff at Tonic Site Shop have helped me get a home on the web that can grow with me. If your ideas are being held back by a website that you don't want to send to people because cringe, or you having to work with a website designer that takes forever, or by trying your hardest to make your free word site template look or do what you want it to, you're not alone. You've got to check out tonicsiteshop.com. It's designer-made websites that are totally customizable, drag and drop. You can make it for your brand and they can be ready to launch in mere days. If you want to check out these templates, just use my code reckoning15 at tonicsiteshop.com to look at all their gorgeous cocktail-inspired templates and pick the one that's right for you. My fave is the Manhattan. Again, that's tonicsiteshop.com and use the code reckoning15 for 15% off your website template that you're going to be proud of. How did you go? So you went from all those incredible hikes and jobs in Mississippi and to Oakland and hanging out with Jamal, teaching Jamal, having the opportunity. And then where does the life take you next? Then I got the, I got the, dream job of teaching in uh Bellinas, which is a little surf town just north of san francisco and um i went for the interview and i think the principal was like oh man if you could handle teaching in oakland like you really learned how to your classroom management you learned how to handle handle some tough kids and then they're like and you love the outdoors and you love Yosemite and like, maybe you could do a class trip to Yosemite. I'm like, Oh, I definitely could. Mm-hmm. And it was like right on a lagoon. And they're like, Oh, if you want to do any field study projects. So and anything, it was like the perfect integration of being kind of a, a classroom teacher, but being able to go outside as much as you wanted to with your class. Wow. Yeah, so it was, it kind of made teaching, after it made teaching, I'm like, oh, this is actually, this is actually a beautiful thing. And I, I really enjoyed it. And um, you were able to combine the two. Totally. Yeah. So it's like, I could do the thing, which I always loved 
being able when you were a teacher to connect with the kids and build a relationship and get to know them and see them see them through tough stuff and be there for them on a day-to-day basis which when I did the environmental education it was like they'd come in on Monday and they'd leave on Friday and you're like I'm gonna try and make as much impact as possible but it's like you know you know having kids and have being Mm -hmm. there all the time for them and seeing them through as they grow over the course of a whole year is really powerful and kind of and really special like it's nice to be in somebody in a kid's life and it definitely help them along in a more meaningful way which I think is doable when you have them for a whole year and you know them and yeah I will tell you all (laughs) parents all parents after 2020 like hats off I've always had an appreciation for those teachers but I know all of us definitely stepped back and we're like Yes, they, there needs to be more for those teachers and I will always have more love and compassion for whatever your teacher needs, says all of that. Like, I will respect that and I will Mm -hmm. totally understand where they're coming from. Now that's great teacher role. I, I love it when I'm, when I'm in the, being the teacher, teaching my own children was a very different story. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. They're they're just like, what who do you think you are? And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. I actually am a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, no. You're my mom. Yeah. Yeah. No. Totally. They're like, why? What do you what are you thinking? I'm like, oh my yeah. God. Why is this so hard? Oh my gosh. I know it. <laughs> that school that you were teaching at that you were able to take them out in nature, were they mm-hmm. able to do that in all their other grades or was that something new just like for your class? I think the opportunity was there, but okay. it was teacher dependent, but they're like, I'm like, oh, I definitely will take them. I mean, and the area was like really stunning and there was a lot of it preserves there was lots of like bird watch areas and there was lots of research centers and tons of places and things that you could go and do with the kids so it was really on your doorstep so I'm like why why wouldn't you go and do this for sure did you have any students that maybe weren't that interested at first that as the year went on you could see that there was a little more grabbing their attention or certain areas or anything like that yeah oh yeah for sure I'd say there's definitely kids that weren't sold on it or they were already like you know if they grow up in this surf area they're like kind of too cool for it they're like I already know all this stuff Mm -hmm. I know about it and then if you'd get them and you know you do something where you're doing something specific with birds or you're monitoring a creek or something and they're seeing these little you know caddisflies in their home and they're just like oh my god like I didn't then they're like Kutsuga I actually I actually don't know everything (laughs) there is more there's more to learn if you look more closely or Mm. if you let someone teach you or show you and then a lot of those kids were like this like let's do this do this again but honestly a lot of times in nature with kids it's an easy sell like this is true kids, kids love it I mean there's always some that are like oh but even if you get them like once they see an animal or something like there's a kid that i i do some environmental education out at this place called bridget's garden now in galway 
and it's just there it's kind of a wild area and in the middle is more maintained gardens but we take them around for like the day and there's some one kid is like oh i want nothing to do with this but then you go kind of you go pond dipping and they caught a little fish and then they're like that's it like yeah, oh my god actually i love this <laughs> <laughs> gotta find the thing yeah 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 like i can't uh, play cool anymore yeah okay i'm in i'm so i'm done <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> show me the next thing find me and then we found a new and they're like okay that's so cool you know <laughs> your guy was out wandering for two years and then are you oh, yeah. teaching still at this point any you guys connect teaching not connecting and then eventually through the powers of the internet that be then we kind of got back in touch and i was like somehow reading some novel about ireland and then of course i'm kind of like oh thinking yeah. about this guy and <laughs> Then all of a sudden that I get like a message from him and I'm like, oh my God, like, oh, this is a sign. Of course, this is a sign. I'm still kind of playing it cool, but I happen to have a friend that lived in Italy at the time. She was just there for like, I don't know, a year, maybe two years. So then I kind of got in my head. I go, oh, I was always wanting to take a trip to Italy. And my friend's like, come on over. Then I get to Italy. I'm like, well... Italy's kind of close to Ireland. (laughs) (laughs) Might as well just go. So go ahead and hop over there. Then I have one other uh, friend that I was still kind of in touch with in Ireland. So then I contacted them and contacted Bury. And then she's out. We went out and we're dancing and whatever. And then she's like, so like do you want to stay at my place or do you want to stay with Murray? <laughs> we'll just I'm cut like, to the chase. I know. I know. I'm like, I think we all know the answer to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then, and then after that, we kind of got, then, then we got together and kind of like, I lived here a little bit and then he lived in California a little more back and forth. And then uh, we decided like, Oh, we're going to, we're gonna stay together and at that stage too we also had a little bundle of joy on the way so that was kind of sealed the deal yeah (laughs) (laughs) and is that where he is from is ireland yes yeah okay totally perfect yeah he's from a place called dundalk but his mom is from galway and he kind of moved back to galway when he was 17 17 Mm -hmm. or 16 something like that yeah. So how long have you been there now? So now our eldest is nine years old and he was born in San Francisco. So mm-hmm. I guess that we have been here for eight years. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I and so know. then you got over there and started exploring, I'm sure, in true Kelly fashion. No, I got, I, we did, I, that, that's no? kind of how it is because we had, we had Oshin is my eldest. Okay. Then I like just under two years later we had Oliver I mean we maybe we explored a little bit but then it then all of a sudden I had these two babies in my arms all the time and then we had a third one and I was like all right I mean mind you we did do a lot of we we took the camper we have a camper van and we took it on the ferry over to France and 
definitely did like cool. some trips and things, but I need to was, step it, up my camping game. I know. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so cool though. It's great getting around That's here. That's cool. You can and do it, that. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is like, this is, I, I had no idea you could do it. First, it's like, oh, how about we take the ferry and take the van over? I'm like, yeah. Okay. How about it? <laughs> like, let's do that. For real. And we drove down the whole coast of France wow. and into Spain and you just see so much countryside and it's beautiful and eat baguettes and croissants oh my and you're gosh, like, stop. That's all I need. <laughs> Drink really good coffee. <laughs> oh, yep. I'm sold. It would not take a lot for me to hop in anybody's van. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Uh, but then it but then getting finally getting to the ping adventures i we did that and then we had our third one and it wasn't till like last not last summer i guess it would be two summers ago that i was really like i actually have like some breathing space where like every second of my time isn't like okay who needs like a diaper change and this and that and like and it, my youngest was like okay I'm gonna maybe like I'm gonna maybe like detach from your arms a little bit and you're like isn't that nice yeah I'm like whoa I'm like so suddenly like I was just sitting there like on the couch or whatever and like it was still and she started going to a like little play school in the morning I'm like I have a little bit of time like huh like okay and I kind of thought I kind of thought for a little while and then I kind of kept thinking some more and I was like what what do I really like what do I want to do it was hard for me it's hard for me to become a teacher here because you have to know Irish and I'm like I'm like a getting a little bit older it's harder for me to learn new things that I'm not really interested in yeah <laughs> in a huge probably way. shouldn't be teaching something I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know yeah totally so I'm like oh I probably won't do that and then that's when I then it kind of hit me I'm like I miss going on like adventures like I miss like I love hanging out with the kids but I'm like I've been moving like at this slow pace where you're like let's go let's go for a walk and walk like a tenth of a mile like all right we made it you know like I just like to go far far. and up up high and you know be like oh yeah not not take like not take a thousand breaks for a snack and not carry somebody in the end of it (laughs) I hear you yeah yeah like okay this is something that I'm like oh it's cool like I'll have to get out to kind of recon the mountain so that would kind of take a day and then I actually have to go on the adventure so that could take another day and I'm like yeah this like I'd like two days like out doing my own thing and I was like this is important to me so then I kind of like started then this whole thing kind of started spinning in my mind like oh this is something that I'm into maybe there's other women out there and the number of women that have gone to me and said like I'm scared to go hiking by myself mm-hmm. or I don't feel like I'm able for it I don't think I could do it and I'm I'm into hiking but none of my friends are so I don't know how to go about 
I don't know how to go about doing it or organizing it or where to go. And then they say they just end up don't going. They just don't go. And I'm like, I could help with all those problems. <laughs> so I kind of I kind of did it the first one just with friends. I said, tell me what you think of this. Like, would you go on a, on like just a day hike to climb a mountain? And would you think that it, it was fun and worth your time or whatever? Mm-hmm. And they ended up they ended up going on it and there's probably about 20 ladies that went like some were like closer friends and some were you know more acquaintances and all of them were like this is a great idea like I love this and they had all like all different reasons but in the end like everyone really liked that it was a group of women there was no one like like pushing hard like huge testosterone like oh all we do is get to the top so that we can get back down and screw you if you're not if you have to stop like catch up with us when you You gotta pee yeah like (laughs) what we don't stop to go pee (laughs) pee off the hill yeah (laughs) pee as you walk (laughs) you're like oh my god so i'm like okay this is like a thing so did you just send out a text to everybody and asking them to like come and then everybody started text text tree kind of situation no, I did did kind of more start? organized that I said oh what should I do and someone else is like oh you need a website I'm like how do you make them <laughs> like what <laughs> so then I kind of was like looking into that and kind of just like noodled around with it I'm like oh okay this is an idea oh yeah like I'll have to organize this or whatever but I think the final one I just sent people an email and then I made a big, then there was a text or whatever. But then uh, I wanted to try and then, it, then I kept working on this web page and I got like my neighbor that was like good at web pages to help me with them. Like, what is this? Like, what are the, what are the SEOs? I don't know. Oh, They're like, know, Oh, huh? Kelly, it's a rabbit <laughs> hole. <laughs> like, Oh my God. But See, but like, once you start, there's always like, somebody knows somebody and you can just kind of build upon it totally yeah it was it worked out yeah I was like and that still happens because then this Mm -hmm. other group got like got in touch with me and then it was like yeah like it and then it it kind of spirals that everyone now and even on my last hike I thought it was really cool that it was no people that I actually knew before that I was like I knew them I knew them now from hiking, but -hmm. they weren't like friends feeling obligated to be like, okay, Kelly, we'll come with you, you know? (laughs) Isn't that nice? You're like, oh, wait, I'm doing it. Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to force you to come. (laughs) And these people are like, no, I'm signing up because I want to come. Wow, and it's all, so it's all female. It's all female, yeah. And some guys are like, oh, Kelly, when are you going to do a male? I'm like, it's not exclusively women but it kind of is <laughs> who it's appealing to. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Okay. And are and, you doing just day hikes? Or are you doing? Yeah. You are we're doing day... day hikes now, okay. like in Ireland. Backpacking is like not a thing. I think it's really, the, I think it's the weather. Okay. I don't know, but I've said it to, but I've said it to a few people and they're like, I would be up for that. But most people are definitely more like, Oh, where you hike, 
you hike some miles and you stay at a B&B and then you hike some more. Like, they're like, you want us to bring the tent with us and carry it? I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. the idea. <laughs> like, they're like, we got to think about Baby steps bit. though. So you yeah. give them those little ones and then little mm-hmm. by little, then you can, yeah. another group of people, you can offer a, a bigger days. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Where Some you're drop like this. Camp. Yeah. These people could be into this because I did say to some, when we were on, on a hike and I'm like, and then think if you were backpacking, you'd get to just stay here. You wouldn't be like, okay, yeah. we got to go back now. Like it's done. We got to finish this loop or whatever. And be like, then you would be done hiking for the day and you just chill out in your little camp and set up, set up tents and do your little and get to enjoy and, where you are. And yeah. Yeah. Have a moment. And, right. Oh. And yeah. then waking up and having again, coffee, coffee, you'll appreciate that <laughs> yeah, the totally. next morning with that view, there's nothing like coffee like, just tastes better that way. Totally. You're like, and then there's coffee, there's coffee. <laughs> always coffee. Oh, totally. Totally. How did you come up with the name ping adventures? It goes back to the Sierras when we were first climbing mountains. I don't know if I said it or a friend said it, that it was like when we got to the top and we went like ping, like for the first mountain that we climbed. And then I think we were listening to a lot of Pink Floyd and there's a ping, (laughs) there's a song that has kind of a ping in it. And then we were attaching that to it and it kind of always stuck through all of it. I like that. And I had a lot of like the same girlfriends that I would climb, go climbing mountains with. And it, it was definitely always ping. We've taught it. We've taught it to our little nieces, our little cousins. My little girl Juno's just like holding up an ice cream and she's going, mommy, I ping the ice cream. <laughs> Good job. That's so fun. I love a backstory and something unique yeah. like that where it goes back to one of your first hikes. Yeah, I know. It's good because somebody else was like, oh, someone else was thinking something else. I'm like, no, I'm sticking with this. I want it to be called Ping. And no, someone like else that. goes, oh, at least that they said it. it's easy to say in a lot of languages. So yeah, like, Ping. And yeah. it's it's so catchy. And yeah. all the times you can go Ping it. I say the amount mm-hmm. of times I go over at the school drop off and see some mommies and we're just like, what's up? We're like, oh. we're here. Like, <laughs> I know. Yeah. That's cool. The ping, uh, the ping club. Yeah, totally. That's awesome. Uh-huh. It's like elite, but like elite in a good way. <laughs> Definitely. Totally. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you can think of once you started gathering people together and doing these ping adventures? Was there like a cool experience that maybe someone had that came with or like yourself? Um. I think there's been a ton of cool, like there's been a ton of cool experiences. Like every time you go, you end up kind of connecting with somebody that normally you wouldn't be in a space to be like, you'd be rushed to have like a little bit of a conversation on these. It's like, you're walking and you can be like, Mm. I'm just going to have an actual full conversation with you, which is great. But just the last one that I can think of, I was going to say a lot of times, like, even if you don't bring it up to be, you know, oh, kind of like 
in a like a therapeutic set like setting or something like you get women together and they end up usually talking about like real stuff that has like happened to them and then someone else like, oh, I can totally relate to that or something similar yes. has happened or whatever. And then people don't feel like so alone and isolated or feel like they can change it if someone else is going through something similar. But this one girl, she said after I kind of read a quote at the beginning of a hike and then, you know, maybe ask a question and then they can walk some and think about it and come up with an answer or talk with somebody else. But one of the girls she'd never climbed like she climbed maybe one ever other mountain, but she always wanted to climb this mountain and she got to the top and she said, said it, I said something about having a life changing moment. And she said, someone you knew in her family, she didn't go into like huge specifics, but someone in her family had, uh, had committed suicide. And she said ever since then, and then they wanted to get a bunch of family photos together and she had never wanted to be in a photo and she said it was like I was never even alive or part of a part of my family when they were doing this memorial thing. And then she was kind of like, uh, she said even before, oh, I don't really want to have my photo taken. But once we got up there, she was like so proud of herself and so happy she did it. And she's like, yeah, take my photo. Like, I want to be part of this. Like, and I kind of almost like I want my... I want my life to be remembered and I want to remember my accomplishment and being here. And I really felt like it was just like, I don't know, page, like she turned over a new page that that kind of, yeah, like loosened something there and to be like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try this. Like, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to say no, 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 Mm -hmm. which is so nice for, I know, analogy on life of just trying something new. And she's like, I'm going to do it. And Maybe it'll be a little painful at first, but then I'll get a little bit easier each time. So that that's an incredible experience and yeah. story to hear. Cause I think that beautifully like articulates what it is to get out and do that and push yourself yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was moving for sure. That is very moving. Wow. Yeah. So you to me are like you're backpacking. You know how to yeah. backpack and specifically for females because you're taking them out and you're being confident and then making them confident in it is there anything like specific for hiking that you always recommend to somebody for equipment well here in Ireland Mm -hmm. I definitely always recommend well I really like (laughs) I should I really like even like Patagonia doesn't need to really be sold and marketed anymore but I love Patagonia Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and I for those that aren't familiar, Patagonia it is is an outdoor company, but it kind of mm-hmm. is found on the ethos of some of its percentage of sales going towards the environment, and mm-hmm. it kind of believes in giving back. So I def I mean, I know it's true. I don't know how how true it is, but every time I look up anything that's Patagonia, they always have cool actions and things that they're doing to improve the environment. And so you feel like you're spending your money on something that is high quality, but also good for the environment. And mm-hmm. I love the guy, the founder is like a dirt bagger that like started off in Yosemite. So I always <laughs> that story too. I always like those good stories too. Yeah. And that's how I, I am. I'm like, yeah. okay, you put something yeah. back into conservation or the environment. Yeah. I'm here. Take my money. 
And I do love it too. They have this like worn wear section where things that people can return and then they kind of reuse, like maybe they're broken or maybe they have a Mm -hmm. rip and they kind of upcycle it and then you can buy it and then you can feel really good about not just buying lots and Mm -hmm. lots more new stuff, but reusing some old stuff. Yeah, totally. And sometimes something broken in is way better than having to break it in yourself too. Yeah, totally. For sure. So mm-hmm. I love their raincoats. They come in very handy in Ireland. That's, All that. <laughs> that's what I use. And also uh, using dry bags. <laughs> All this stuff is way more relevant probably to Ireland. But if you separate your stuff into little dry bags, like your mm-hmm. little medical kit and then your layers and then all of, like your food or like little things that you want to get to, having them kind of compartmentalized and color coded makes you so happy when oh you Oh my gosh, that the... makes me happy just listening to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but dig digging through, through a big pack. Yes, uh-huh. And dumping definitely. it all out and mm-hmm. where is it and where is it? Put back and then your rest time when you're trying to get your thing isn't found, isn't the whole time isn't spent searching for the thing and not resting yes. at all. It's so true. Yeah. Do you have any advice for someone that's new to it and wanting to get started? do it. Just do, just do it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Just start small. Like, even if it's like going for, if you think, never think that somebody else is so a perfect example on this last climb that we did. One girl was like, I just don't think I'm fit enough. I don't think I can do it. And she's going out and thinking in her mind, this is going up the mountain. Like, oh, I'm so tired. Everyone else is going fast. Like I can't do it at all. And I said, whatever you do, like just speak up or say, and pretty much every time when you're thinking it, probably that's the exact same thing going through everyone else's mind. And I said, said, did you go, you're tired? I go, I'm tired. I asked the whole group, is anyone else tired? And I was like, yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> so oftentimes don't ever think that you are alone in your in your self-doubt or in your self-criticism because you aren't. Everyone's probably mm-hmm. going through something similar. And even if they're not going through it, they're certainly going to be compassionate towards you. Like no one's going to be like giving you shit for trying. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree <laughs> mm-hmm. or they've been through it and they might have some solid advice to help yeah, you work through whatever it is you're going through. Yeah, totally. When someone goes to like peeing adventures, are you, you're like open to the public to come on your hikes? How does that work? How does someone go from looking at your website to coming on a hike with Kelly? Usually on the website, it says upcoming events and then you sign up for a upcoming event. And our next upcoming event is a climb of the tallest mountain in Galway County coming in at 760 meters, which is like (laughs) 2,100 feet. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you there, it's, it's different. It's a different, I would say it's a different landscape for sure. (laughs) And when you Uh, say that, is it just like, from what I've seen on just pictures on Instagram, is it like grassy, rocky? It's usually, yes. It's usually a little thing they call the bog. It's like this bog area, which is a 
type of land where it's kind of like um oh it's kind of like mud being flattened down and condensing and getting really hard and then the plants grow out of that but it's also okay. kind of like a sponge so when it really rains it's kind, kind of like a marsh spongy area. kind of marshy oh, okay kind of marshy kind of marshy up most of the way and then okay. a little bit of rock at kind of at most of the summits a little bit yeah see but everything has its own element of like difficulty like definitely the landscape is it's always different and you never know yeah and, that adds if, a you, different and if you want a good leg workout walk through some bog <laughs> I would say that's what I was thinking I was like that'll yeah. work the legs you're like and give the glutes. me give me my leg back yes yes <laughs> so that's going to be your guys's next hike yeah and then my dream hike that i'm trying to work on with some old friends that i'm going to try and make happen and may try and make it so that other other people can come is i'm trying to do an adventure actually in the sierra nevadas in september if I, awesome if i can make it happen i can't I, wait to see how that goes i'll yeah. you can you yeah. put it out there it's yeah gonna happen. It's, it's gonna, gonna happen, happen the sure. magic yeah <sighs> can't wait to hear how that goes and i can't wait to see how everything goes what can everyone expect when it comes to going on a hike with you or do you start off early in the morning and then finish in the evening do you do like lunch yes. up there? It's okay. usually full. It's usually a full day hike. And then there's kind of degrees of difficulties and I'll be really straightforward about mm -hmm. how hard they are. Give the mileage, the elevation, the terrain, and then tell you, I mean, say honestly, like, oh, this is kind of more a beginner hike and, or this is a really going to be really difficult. And then people too, that have any questions or doubts or are not sure often just call me and have a chat about it and be like, and then you can really kind of gauge, are they just nervous or are they really like, oh, I don't like, I physically don't think that I could make it, that I could do it, but. And do you give them kind of like a guide of this is what you should bring? Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it sounds yeah. like you set them up for all kinds of different levels and success to be able to come and enjoy themselves. Yeah, totally, yeah, that's kind mm -hmm. of the goal that you go and do something for yourself and someone else I was just talking to was like, how cool is it that even, uh, I don't know, to teach your kid, like we were talking about cleaning the house, whatever. Oh, they're not going to remember that. But, and they're also not going to remember like, oh, if they see you as just like how important it is to inspire or show your kids that you do things for enjoyment, that you as like, as a parent, or you do something that is inspiring to you that you're like, oh, don't fill your life with things that you just have to do or like jobs that, you know, like I think oftentimes parents in that role, like just say, oh yeah, you gotta do, you know, you gotta go to school, you gotta do this, you gotta do that, you gotta do that. And what you, I mean, I know there's some things, but if we could all like show our kids like, oh, do remember to do some things for fun that you enjoy or find find things that you enjoy. And yes. then I think a lot of times that may help them to uh, be successful, but not have like, you know, a lot of other like stresses and emotional problems and anxieties where they're like, oh, yeah, I met like that. Was, that's part of who I am that I can 
you know, go to when I, when I'm feeling a certain way or need some breathing space or whatever it is. 1000%. And it's like, it's totally okay to explore that and find what that is for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's not always one set in stone thing. Some people, you know, they like being out in nature. Like you were talking when it comes back to the kids, it's finding exactly what their little thing is, whether it is hiking or fishing by the pond or things like that. Totally. I guarantee you they're going to be like, my kids are like, oh, I'm so proud of my mommy. Like she went and climbed a mountain. They're never going to be like, I'm so proud of my mommy. Like she cleaned all the dishes in the sink. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. That's not what I'm getting bragged about at school <laughs> oh, <totally. laughs> at all. And that's not where, I mean, yes, like, you know, but there's, I can't get over the life lessons that my kids have learned outdoors. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, just again, picking up camp and keeping things tidy because then it's yeah. easier to find and you got to bring it with you and all that. Or, um, like we've said, pushing through hard things like, you know, yeah. you want to get out of here. Okay. The only way out of here is like, you keep your ass moving. That's the only way we're, li- <laughs> well, that's the only way we're leaving. So pitter patter. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That's Kelly, I've is. had so much fun getting to chat with you. Me we too. definitely need to have you come yeah. back for a part two and discuss yeah. all those things. Maybe get a hair about when you get um, your Nevada trip planned, yeah. I can, yeah, I can yeah, fill yeah, it. Yeah, totally. Can fill it. Where can everyone find you? Anything you want to put out there so that they know any new adventures or following along? Just uh, visit my website at pingadventures.com. You can follow me on Instagram, yes. even though I kind of suck at it, <laughs> on ping underscore adventures. <laughs> Yes. And, and I'll put all that in the show notes too. Yeah, so they can find you yeah, easily. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I promised a friend of mine that knows you to mention, uh, Lori Murphy of yes. Josie and Nina. She makes fabulous yes. food. So. She does. I'm so glad you mentioned her because I was going to say that at the first, that is how you and I connected. connected? It's just yeah. a crazy world. Like we talked about, it's always know. knowing somebody. And that was yes. for me, it was a random trip to Chicago and that's how I ended up. <laughs> meeting her whoa that's yeah so, so cool. thank you for connecting us Lori. it was yeah. so fun go Lori. you save us with your recipes when <laughs> i never at all want to think about what to cook <laughs> please don't forget to subscribe if you're listening to us on apple Podcasts. leave a five-star rating interview it seriously helps more than you know if you took something away from this podcast or you enjoyed it, please take a screenshot of you listening to it or a selfie and tag us on Instagram at the reckoning podcast or me at Brittany.long. We're excited to chat with you next week. <laughs> <laughs>